Hello and welcome to Morrison's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. I'm your editor, Daryl. Morris and Peter are off for the holidays, so we have a special episode for you, a compilation of our sketches from all the episodes in 2018. So welcome to Morris's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk Holiday Sketch Compilation Special Part 1. Good morning. Ah, oh, good morning, sir. Welcome to the National Pogolarm Emporium. Ah, thank you, my good man. Ah, oh, what can I do for you, sir? Well, I was, uh, I was sitting in the public library on Waterdeep Street just now, skimming through exotic evocations by Lord Bertram the Blind, and I suddenly came over all stabby. Stabby, sir? Bloodthirsty. Oh? Yeah, savage-like. Ah, oh, savage. In a nutshell. And I thought to myself, a nice pointed stick will do the trick. So I curtailed my arcane activities, sallied forth, and infiltrated your place of purveyance to negotiate the vending of some elongated pointy staves. Come again? I want to buy a polearm. Oh, certainly, sir. What would you like? Well, how about a nice pike? I'm afraid we're fresh out of pike, sir. Oh, Never mind. Uh, how are you on pole axes? I'm afraid we've never had that at the end of a week, sir. We get them in on Monday. Tish, tish. No matter. Well, stout yeoman, one six-foot war scythe, if you please. Ah, it's been on order, sir, for two weeks. Um, I was expecting it this morning. <sighs> it's not my lucky day, is it? Uh, sorry, sir. A glaive. Sorry, sir. A guizarm. Uh Normally, sir, yes, but um, today the cart broke down. Ah, Trident? Sorry. A rancier boar spear? No. Any Baxter Corbin perchance? No. Partisan? No. Bardish? Uh, no. Speetum? No. Broadax? No. A military fork? Um, no. Daggerax? No. Ox tongue? No. Bill, Sovnia, Lucerne Hammer, Mancatcher, Svartstaff? No. A Vulge, perhaps? Ah, we have a Vulge, yes, sir. You do? Yes, sir. It's a, a, oh, it's a bit broken. Oh, I like it broken. Well, it's very broken, actually, sir. No matter. Fetch hither the stave with the pointed top. Um, I think it's a bit more broken than you'll like, sir. I don't care how bloody broken it is. Hand it over with all speed. Ooh. What now? Uh, the cat's eaten it. Has he? She, sir. Corsac? No. Guando. No. A Bohemian Earspoon? No. A Longspear? No. Eastern Naginata? No, sir. You do have some pole arms, don't you? Oh, of course, sir. It's a pole arm shop. We've, uh, we've got... No, no. Don't tell me. I'm keen to guess. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Blandistock? Yes. Ah, well, I'll have one of those. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me, sir. Um, Mr. Blandistock, that's my name. Tiger Fork? Uh, not such. Footman's flail? No. Heavy lance? No. A light lance? No. Military pick? No. Morning star? No. Ball and chain? No. Alpenstock? Not today, sir. How about a nice halberd? Well, we don't get much call for it around here, sir. Not much? It's the single most popular polearm in the world. Well, not around here, sir. And what is the most popular polearm around here? Extendable mattock, sir. Is it? Oh, yes. It's a staggering popular in this manner, Squire. Is it? It's our number one bestseller, sir. I see. Extendable mattock, eh? You're right, sir. All right. Okay. Have you got any? He asked, expecting the answer no. I'll have a look, sir. Um, no. 
It's not much of a polearm shop, is it? It's for finest in the district. Explain the logic underlying that conclusion, if you please. Well, it's so clean, sir. It's certainly uncontaminated by polearms. You haven't asked me about the hook taxes, sir. Would it be worth it? That could be. Have you got any hooked axes? No. Figures. Predictable, really, I suppose. It was an act of purest optimism to have posed the question in the first place. Tell me. Yes, sir? Have you, in fact, got any polearms here at all? Yes, sir. Really? Well, no, not really, sir. You haven't? No, sir. No, scrap. That's deliberately wasting your time, sir. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to shoot you. Oh, righty-ho, sir. What a senseless waste of human life. So, listeners at home, we've got a very exciting guest in today. We've got Dr. Victor von Wolfhausen-Smythe. Well, hello! This man needs no introduction. Pleased to meet you, Dr. Wolfhausen-Smythe. Pleased to meet you too. Did you have a good trip getting here today? I did. It well reminded me of the trip when I crossed the Antarctic. I, uh, I had seven huskies, you know. Three of them died. I had to eat them. But we made it across the Antarctic after I wrestled a polar bear. You wrestled a polar bear? How exciting. As you know, polar bears are not native to the Antarctic. That is true. But I met one nevertheless. How unfortunate. The poor thing had escaped. So I wrestled this polar bear. Yes. Uh, I beat it into submission. You bit a polar bear into submission? Yes, I stripped to the waist. Of course. In the middle of the Antarctic. I adopted a boxing whip because you know I was the world heavyweight boxing champion for quite a while. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, engaged in fisticuffs. Are you engaged in fisticuffs with the bear? And then you bit it in submission. Yeah, with you so far. And uh, yeah, so what was your question again? It was, did you have a good trip here? Ah, yes, a very good trip. Thank you, thank you. Did you come by Husky? I did not come by Husky. Did you come by Jet? Well, you know, I did I know, am a... I did know a big parachute outside. Is that yours? Uh, well, you see, I, I first learned to fly jets back when I was 25. And uh, I was engaged in various skirmishes against the, mm. against the Ruskies. Case of Ruskies? Yes, Ooh. yes. Um, um, yes, I was a very, very good jet pilot. And um, um, yes, yes, so uh, I, I decided to come here today by uh, uh, flying, uh, flying a jet and jumping out with a parachute. That would explain the explosion. So, uh, um, Yes, um, I did forget to bring a co-pilot. That will happen. Even to the best of us. So yes, yeah, so you so you parachute so you ejected, parachuted in. Fantastic. Pleased to have you here and thank you for going to so much effort. Uh, what's your favourite RPG? RPGs! Yes, role-playing games. It's yes, yeah, so that reminds me of the time. I played an RPG with Queen Victoria, the first, it was, I believe, the first ever RPG. I helped mm. write it, you know. Really? Yes, it was called Courts and Rapiers. Courts and Rapiers. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Oh, yes, we played it all night. It was quite the, quite the game. It sounds like a game of Elizabethan swashbuckling. Yes, except it had dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, always important. Yes, I met a dinosaur once, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, uh, a little baby T-Rex. Uh-huh. Yes, I called it Gertrude. Gertrude. Uh, what happened to Gertrude's parents? Uh, well, um, I believe Gertrude was an orphan, poor thing. Uh, uh, so I, I took her in and uh, raised her and um, eventually let her out into the Amazon. Uh, where's the favourite place you've ever been to? Hmm. 
I rather enjoyed Waterdeep. Waterdeep? Yes, I met a nice chap called uh, L. Uh, Minster, young chap. Um, he sounds Spanish. Yes, that's what I thought at the time, mm. but he didn't quite have the accent, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, he was dabbling around in those magical arts. Oh, I see, really. Yeah, so I taught him a few things. I taught him a few cantrips. It's always important. Yes, yes. Keep, um, keep your sword sharp, as it were. Yes, yeah. I like to think I'm his mentor. Yeah, well, I, I know he does look up to you in his uh, book, Elminster's Guide to the Plains. Uh, yeah. with, it's in the forwarder. Uh, with special thanks to uh, Dr. Victor Von Wolhausen Smythe. Yes, well, he texts me all the time. He needs a lot of advice. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, the interview with Dr. Victor Von Wolfhausen Smythe ran a bit long, so it's been edited into multiple parts. But fear not, we'll revisit more of his adventures in the near future. Hello, thank you for calling the Adventure Support Line. All calls are recorded for quality assurance. How may I assist your call? Oh, we, yeah, we are going down a, a, a ten-foot-wide uh, corridor. Uh, uh, Grognas, just, he just dissolved. Uh, Grognas just dissolved, you say? Did you find yourselves suddenly looking around but not seeing anything? Uh, a bit like you failed a perception check? Yeah, yeah, now, now he's a skeleton floating in the air. Oh no, he's coming right at us! Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say he's moving very slowly, about 10 feet around. Yes, exactly that, 10 feet around! What do we do? Okay, well, first off, it's important to remain calm. Now, do you have any rocks nearby? Oh yeah, it's a cave. Excellent, excellent. Grab two of them. Now, was Gorknaf your rogue? Uh, uh, he's a barbarian, he's just a just a bit impatient. No, of course he was. Now, ask your rogue if they have any ink and chalk. What? Who's the expert here? Uh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, she does. Perfect, perfect. Now what I want you to do is take the rocks and cover them with the chalk so they're completely white. Okay, uh, well, then what? Okay, now I need you to use the black ink to draw circles on each of the two rocks. Right, okay. Excellent, excellent, good. Now, what I need you to do now is throw the rocks towards the skeleton. Uh, like that, well that didn't do anything, they're just kind of hovering in the air. Perfect. Now the gelatinous cube has googly eyes so you can see it better. Next time I'd advise don't dump wisdom. Have a nice adventure and be sure to complete the survey following the call. Hello, I am here at the Perturb Dragon Tavern where uh, Malak the Malefic Maleficent Malef Maleficent. Oh, you stupid man, it's Maleficent. Malak Maleficent. The Maleficent. Malak the Maleficent. Maleficent. You're an idiot. I know. But I am here interviewing Malak the Maleficent mm. about his latest plans for world domination. Um, I notice I'm... Uh, how, how many interviews have you done so far today here in this junket, Malak? I've done 47. 47, so 40. I'm number 48. So I do yes. apologise if I end up covering ground that you may have covered already. Well, go on then. Apologise. I'm very, very sorry for covering ground that you've already covered already. Mm, fine. Carry on. So um, we're here to talk about your uh, latest plan for uh, world domination. Yes. Um, so I understand that this particular plan involves uh, rats in some manner. Mm, I'm, I'm not sure how much I should tell you about my plans, actually. That's what I've been well, telling it, everyone else. 
it has been noted that the rats around town have been disappearing and um I'm sure someone reported something about a large rat colossus uh, looking over the town the other week. Well, that sounds very unlikely, doesn't it? It does sound like the sort of thing you would do. Well, yes. I have been known to create gigantic biological monstrosities in the past. But why would I repeat the mistakes of the past? It didn't work last time, did it? You'll definitely fall for this. Yes, yes, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure we'll fall for this. So could you tell us uh, uh, maybe a little more about your sort of... Well, why don't we go into your background a little before we jump into your current plans? You mean my mysterious and evil background? That one, yes, yeah. Yes. So I understand you um, you grew up in a, in a in a convent. Well, you would call it a convent. I would call it a hellhole. Yes, it does seem to have scarred you deeply. I mean, what would you say was your sort of takeaway sort of experience, takeaway lesson from that from that period of your life. Nuns taste much better if you pluck them first. I see. I see. Um, so uh, mo- moving swiftly on, you entered uh, the uh, Evil Wizard Academy uh, at the astonishingly early age of uh, 14, I believe. It was actually 13 and a half. They got my date wrong on the application form because the stupid yokels couldn't write. Oh, I see. But you did pass with flying colours. You completed the three-year course and came away with your your diploma in evil wizardry. I passed with all the colours, not just the flying ones, the digging oh. ones and the swimming ones as well. Very, very, very good. I mean, Yes, I know. I, I am very, very good. I'm extremely clever, much cleverer than you. Well, you are Malak the Maleficent. Maleficent! Maleficent. If you get it wrong one more time, I will destroy you. And I will destroy your family. And I will destroy your friends. And I will destroy your entire town. So don't get it wrong again. I will try not to. I do notice that of these sort of 47 journalists that have been here before, uh, why why are there um, 47 piles of dust over in the corner? Mm. Some of their pronunciation was... Questionable. Hmm. Suboptimal. Suboptimal. Yes, that would be accurate. Yes. I shall do my best not to repeat their 47 mistakes. Yes, you'd better. Although I do quite enjoy reducing people to ash, so hmm, no great loss. Well, I mean, I'm sure my my, my, my family would, 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 would miss me. They wouldn't miss you if they were dead. Oh, no, I, I can't, I can't do this. I must, Stop I must leave. I must blubbering, leave. you I must fool! Leave. Uh, where's he gone? Uh, well, I suppose I'll just talk to myself then. Where were we? We were talking about my glorious college days. Yes, yes. Well, I spent four years at the college. That's three years less than most people have to spend there, the dullards. I spent four years there, and then I destroyed it, because I didn't like it very much. Mm, I destroyed it with fire. Yes, I do like fire. Rats are good, too. But fire, fire is my favourite way to destroy things. Mm, yes, yes. I wonder if he's coming back any time soon. You! Yeah, I can see you behind the table. Come here. Come here. Yes. Hello? Finish your interview, fool. Right. 
What's your next hey. question? Come on. Um, I haven't well, got all day. I was wondering um, what what you would say your uh, biggest uh, mistakes were, your previous attempts at world domination. Mistakes? I haven't made any mistakes. What well, do you mean? I must note that you, you have attempted to conquer the world three times now, and this is your fourth attempt. I mean, mostly I just get bored. You know, there's only so much murder and mayhem you can do. Genocide just gets so... Mm, samey when you've well, done your it first, a few times. Your first attempt involved uh, summoning a, a demon from the pits of hell. What, what, what went wrong with that one? Well, it turns out that demons are stupid. They're stupider than humans. So, it was stupid. Hmm. And your second attempt was to... Uh, Magically poison the water supply of the entire world. Yes, well, it turns out the entire world drinks beer, not water. So that went well, didn't it? Hmm. And uh, your your third attempt, and this is the sort of probably the one we uh, listeners will be most familiar with, was when you created a, a massive orc army with the intent to sort of march across the civilized world and conquer, plunder, and pillage uh, all known civilization. Well, you know what happened there, don't you? The orcs unionized. That's the problem with orcs. They always unionize, and then they wanted better pay and better conditions, and I didn't want to give it to them, and then they said I had to give it to them, and then I burned them with fire! Yes, yes. So, uh, and so this, this fourth attempt involves a, a, a rat colossus. Who, who told you that? Who said that? Well, every everyone, everyone's everyone's like seen it. I mean, it's it's a hundred feet high. It's it's, it's like outside. A hundred feet high. A hundred. It's two hundred. If it's a million. Oh, so you admit it does exist? Um. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, how how are you going to sort of ensure that this particular attempt at world domination is going to succeed? I'm not relying on anybody else this time. No demons, no poisoners, no legions of orcs. It's just me and my rat colossus, which does exactly what I say. It will march through the cities, eating everything it sees. There will be nothing to stop it because it's 250 feet tall, and it will destroy everything, and all the people will fall beneath it because it's 300 feet tall. Hmm. How tall is it, sorry? At least 400 feet. 400 feet, you say? Yes. Why? I mean, uh, it's not like I, I never want to uh, argue or contradict you, but uh, I mean, like, I can see it right now through the window, and um, it's standing right next to a bizarrely convenient giant vertical tape measure, and it's uh, clearly 100 feet tall. Perspective. Perspective is a difficult thing for puny people like you to understand. It's right. clearly taller than it looks. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, I see we're um, we're running out of time, and you have some more some more journalists to uh, to to talk to. to burn, um, so yes. thank uh, thank you very much, Malak the Malefa, uh, Mal Mal Maleficent. What did you call me? What, uh, did you say? Malef what did you say? How dare you mispronounce my name? It's very simple. I'm going to destroy you. Ah!
And now for an intermittent sketch starring Phyllis Blakemore, monster psychiatrist. Here we have an orc with anger issues. So, Mr. Urk, is it? Um, what seems to be a problem? <laughs> no, Doc, I've not been myself lately. Oh, you've not been yourself? Ah, quite anger issues, isn't it? You mean you find you've been getting very angry for no good reason? Ah, I've not been getting angry. Ah, I see, and this is a problem for you. Yeah, I'm an orc, isn't it? I'm, I'm supposed to be angry, but I'm just not. Could you elaborate? I'm not sure I follow. Well, I'm supposed to be guarding the Dark Lady's fortress of eternal darkness, like. And then, when some hero shows up, I'm supposed to lose my rag and stab him, isn't it? Okay, I, I think I follow. But instead, I'm just like, not fast, and I'm just happy, isn't it? I see. Um, what do you attribute this um, happiness to? I don't know, really. Things have been going really well. The nipper's been going to school and getting his O-levels. O-levels? Orc levels, isn't he? He got an A in fighting and a B in pillaging. Plunder them burn, Dad, that's what he says to me. It's more profitable. I got I hope so we war chief. Uh, that's excellent news, surely. Zary, am I supposed to get angry if everything's going so well? Ah, yes, I can see that's certainly a head stretcher. Um, I must admit, Mr. Um, Orc. Ah, Mr. Orc, dealing with these sort of things doesn't exactly lie in my ex area of expertise. Have you considered speaking with a life coach? Speaking with a life? Oh, that's more than my job's worth, that is. Go on, Doc, you got to help me. An Orc don't get angry? Well, that's no good, is it? No good to anyone. Hmm, I see, I see. Well, I suppose I could help you, but, um, no, no, that's... You can do something to help me. What is it? No, I'm, I'm sorry, it'll be absolutely... I'm Come on, tell me. No, I, I must really... Yeah, help me out. Sorry? Ah, feeling angry? Cool, yeah. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, just remember this conversation and away you go. Yeah. Old man sitting in the corner, why do you look so mysterious? Ah, greetings, tonight. I've been waiting for you. You have? Sitting in the shadows by the fireplace? Yes. I have an important quest for you. A quest, you say? Well, I am a fan of quests. Tell me more, old man. Uh, this quest is very important. Good, good. My favourite kind of quest. Pray thee, old man, impart thy quest. Mm, very well. Yes? Uh, I need you to. Yes? Uh, venture down into the cellar. Yes? And slay twenty rats and bring me their belts. Uh, no offence, old man, but that doesn't sound very important. I am a noble knight. Why need I slay mere vermin? Oh, it's it's the only way I'll know that you're ready for the next quest, Sir Knight. That makes no sense. Oh, you must prove your worth. Uh, then you may undertake a greater quest. Next quest. Well, that one must be important. Tell me about this second quest. Ah, you will have to yes. um, travel to the nearby Moaning Woods. Yes. Enter the forest in the dark of night. Yes. Ah, while the moon is full and the darkest face spirits about. Yes. And slay forty badgers and bring me their pelts. I see. Look, old man. I mean, no disrespect, but these quests do sound rather trivial. You promised me an important quest. 
Indeed. Um, but before I can impart to you the greatest quest, you must prove your worth. Only then can I entrust you with this quest so noble that only the greatest of knights may undertake it. The greatest of quests, you say? Very well, old man. Tell me of your final quest. It doesn't involve slaying dozens of vermin and bringing you their pelts, does it? No. Good, because I would be very cross if it did. It does not. You promise? I swear upon my life, Sir Knight. Then, old man, although I know not who you are, I shall gladly accept your quest. What, pray tell, must I do? You must enter the deep swamp of the Undying Slime. Yes. And locate the Forbidden Tree of the Dead. Yes. Which can be found beyond the Forgotten Marsh of Necrocrotic Lilies. Yes. And collect sixty swamp mushrooms and bring them to me. Old man. I once slew the three-eyed bladder beast of the caves of lesser doom. I defeated the cantankerous troll of the unreachable reaches. I bested the myopic sphinx in a battle of wits and rescued the sullen prince from the lair of the miniature fire giants. I defended the tinfoil keep from the forces of the white necromancer and turned the tide in the battle of seven wastrels. I am the bearer of Oxcalibur, the nineteenth sharpest sword in the Twelve Kingdoms. I am an accomplished and heroic knight. These trivial tasks are beneath me, sir. Had you engaged in worse clichés than these? Do you not recall your search for the Golden McGovern? Hmm. Fair enough, I suppose. Thank you for calling the Adventurous Support Line. This call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes. How may I help you? Mm, so, I'm not sure if this is something you can help with, but... It's our job to keep you morons alive. Uh, what? It's our job to help you soar and fly. Oh, um, uh, okay then. Uh, I wanted to know, how can you tell if someone's a doppelganger? There's a few different things we can try to test, but first... Why do you think you may have a doppelganger? Well, we just lost our wizard fighting the Hydra at the end of the dungeon, and another wizard was being kept prisoner. Hmm, that's odd. Most unintelligent monsters wouldn't keep a prisoner. I know, right? But that's not even the weird thing. This wizard is almost exactly like our last wizard. Looks almost exactly the same, but has different coloured eyes and a different hat. Talks exactly the same, even has the same spells. Are they exactly the same spells? Yes. Exactly the same. No changes at all. Well, not exactly the same. There's one spell that's changed. This one has acid arrow, and the other didn't. Ah, and this hydra. Was it a, a fire hydra by any chance, so it was immune to flame attacks? Uh, yeah. I see. So this wizard, have you had any conflicts, any arguments over anything? Maybe, oh, I don't know, the possessions of the last wizard? Yes, exactly. He was so insistent they get the Wand of Wonder the last wizard had, even knew the activation word. Uh -huh. Other than that, though, have you had any other reason to suspect the wizard? Or do you feel like you immediately trust him, far more than you would any other stranger you just met? Yes. Am I being mind-controlled by the doppelganger? No. Someone just crossed out the name on their character sheet and wrote a new one in. Give it until you get back to town. You won't think twice about this again. Are you sure I'm not being mind-controlled? You'd have to have a mind first. Sorry? Uh, you'll never know what you'll find in the dirt. Check around the cave a bit more, and if you don't find anything unusual beside the normal treasure, you're fine. OK, thank you. Thanks for calling, and don't forget to complete the survey.
And now for another exciting section, everyone. Here we have the world-famous Dr. Victor von Wolfenhausen-Smith. He needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. He's climbed mountains, he's fought bears, he's arm-wrestled cougars. There's all sorts of things he's up to. And now, here in the studio today, Dr. Victor von Wolfenhausen-Smith. Um, yeah, so it's one of my more interesting travels. I remember mm. meeting a, a strange drow there. Uh, oh, yeah, what was his name now? Young chap. Drizzit. Drizzit? Drizzit. Something like that. Bless you. Yes. <laughs> why, why, thank you. Uh, uh, so I, I, I taught him how to, uh, how to uh, use uh, two scimitars. Uh, As you know, I'm a champion sword fighter. Yes, indeed. Uh, your record at Munich has stood and run. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so I uh, explained to him exactly how to use these two scimitars. Yes. And uh, yes, I believe he's actually quite well known. Um, he uses the uh, Wolfhausen Smythe stance, I believe. Yes, the, the, I think he's now gone for a mod modified Wolfhausen Smythe start stance because he lacks your upper body strength, so can't quite follow through as hard as you could. Well, if you had a beard like mine, it would be much easier. Well, that's from Dark Health, you see. Can't grow beards. Yes, yes. He did look about 12, to be fair. They often do. They often do. Mm. Oh, sorry. Is it Dr. Wolfhausen Smythe or Dr. Von Wolfhausen Smythe? <laughs> Dr. Victor Von Wolfhausen Smythe. You know me from my best-selling series of novels. Have you read any of them? The uh, Victor Von Wolfhausen Smythe Choose Your Own Adventure books. Of course, I grew up reading those things. Yes, New York Times bestsellers they were. Oh, absolutely. Every time a new one comes out, it the only thing to knock the previous one off the top best-selling number one spot. Yes, indeed. It is quite a burden, you know, being the world's best-selling author. And so modest, too. Well, just tell the truth to my dear listeners and fans. Of course, it is hard to be as modest when you're as great as you are. Indeed, indeed. So, Dr. Victor von Wolfhausen-Smythe, uh, tell me, do you have any more books in the pipeline? Oh, yes. I'm writing my 15th memoir. Your 15th memoir? Yes, this covers the time I visited the moon. <gasps> the moon, really? Yes, yes. I decided I wanted to place a flag up there. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, I, I had suddenly hoped one day to go and stay there for a while, so I travelled up there in a, a small Russian craft. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, uh, Soyuz? Um, yes, bless you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yep. And uh, which, did you visit the dark side or just stick on the light side? Oh, the dark side, of course. It's a fantastic album as well. <laughs> Yes, I did advise Pink Floyd when they first created that uh, that uh, record. Oh, did you get them help with the cover art too? Oh, actually, I I did most of it, you know. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I, I let them keep the credit, but you know, I I composed the music and I played most of the instruments. At the same time, uh, wrote, what, I wrote the lyrics. I'm a big fan of your one-man band skills. Uh, did you ever do any work with the Beatles? The Beatles? Well, let me tell you about the time when I met the Beatles. It was shortly after I climbed Mount Everest. You climbed Mount Everest? Yes, yes. I climbed Mount Everest with William Shakespeare, you know. With William Shakespeare? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yes, on top of the mountain, we composed some of his greatest sonnets. Really? Yes, indeed. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. Yeah, so you uh, wouldn't say you're the dark lady to whom he refers? Well, that would be telling. Well, indeed, indeed. Well, I, we can't ask you to kiss and tell. That would be a different story altogether. <laughs> oh, the, 
I must admit, before he met me, he did not have a beard. Hello and welcome back to the Perturbed Dragon Tavern. Um, I'm here with uh, Malak the Maleficent, who uh, has just come across the back end of his latest um, attempt at world domination. Yes. Um, I think it's um, fairly uh, safe to say that uh, this attempt didn't go quite according to plan. Not exactly, no. But my publicist believes I should engage the press wherever I can to get them on my side. Control the story, you understand? And thus you've called this press junket to uh, discuss your recent, um, I hesitate to use the word failure, but it's certainly not a success. May, may I make a suggestion? Mm. Don't use the word failure. Noted. Do not use the word failure. I'll explain why. If you use the word failure, I will destroy you. I will kill you. Oh. And I will kill your family. And I will kill your friends. I will destroy your entire town. And then I will feast upon your remains. Well, uh, when I say feast, I'm actually vegetarian. But I will look at your remains smugly. So noted. Um, I will not use that word then. Um, so um, this latest attempt involves some kind of, um, as I would call, a rat colossus. Indeed. I created the rat colossus as an experiment in creating rat colossi. The intention was for it to roam the globe, destroying everything it finds. Rat colossi are very, very hungry, you know, and they like to seek out cheese wherever they can. And most cities have cheese, so... It was a foolproof plan. It does sound like a solid plan. It does, doesn't it? So what what went wrong? Well, it turns out that a certain individual who I will not name, Dr. Victor von Wolfhausen-Smythe, created his own rat colossus. Then my rat colossus met his rat colossus. And do you know what they did? No. They fell in love. And they ran away together to an island in the Pacific. Oh, I see. So these two rat colossi are living together in harmony on an island in the Pacific. Interesting. Yes, that's right. Love is a, a beautiful and many splendid thing. And even two rat colossi deserve happiness. It does sound quite beautiful. I'm quite touched by the story, to be honest. Well... Let me tell you how it's going to end. I'm oh. going to seek them out, and I'm going to destroy them, and then I'm going to feast on their remains. In, in as much as I'm a vegetarian, so I shall probably just look at their remains and chuckle. That does sound like the sort of thing you would do. I mean, I, I must express my commiserations for your latest failure, but... Um, what? Perhaps what did you call it? I mean, what did you say? I mean, your 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 latest um uh uh, uh non successful attempt. How dare you, you puny little man! No, no, don't don't kill me! Don't kill me again, please! I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to put you in my deepest darkest dungeon and torture you until the next full moon. Oh, that's 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 in about three hours. Shit. Well, 
It sounds like you're getting off lucky then, doesn't it? In this periodic sketch, Phyllis Blakemore, monster psychiatrist, interviews a troll with some sort of irrational fear. Good afternoon, Mr. Troll. How can I help you today? Well, Doctor, I'm having a teensy-weensy little problem. Please, go on. It is rather embarrassing. You see, I'm having some performance issues. I see, I see. Performance issues, eh? Well, it's not uncommon for men, uh, trolls of your age to experience certain uh, losses. It isn't? No, no. It's the most common thing in the world. Absolutely nothing to worry about. Why, I've had the odd problem myself. Uh, so, uh, when did you first notice the uh, performance issues? Really? You've had this problem as well? I didn't think you were the sort. I know, I know, but as I say, it can happen to anyone. Well, I suppose. But anyway, there I was, standing by, ready to perform my duty, as it were. Yes, yes. Well, swinging into action, I took one look and sort of froze up. Froze up? Oh, yes. Well, I saw that great hairy thing bearing down on me, I froze. It's a, a great hairy thing. I've never heard it called that before. Well, I suppose it's not the most politically correct thing. But how else would you describe one? I suppose I would um, employ the correct terminology if I must. Oh, right, sorry. So, there I was with this great billy goat bearing down on me. <coughs> um, excuse me, um... Did you say goat? Yeah, yeah. Billy goat. Eight hands high at the shoulder, if it was an inch. Beard like goodness knows what. I'm sorry, I, I'm not quite sure I see the relevance. I've been trying to tell you I'm not performing my duties. I'm scared of goats. What kind of troll is scared of goats? Oh, you're scared of goats. Ah... Well, yeah, that's what I've been trying to talk about. Well, never mind. Right, goats. Have you ever heard of a troll being scared of goats? Mm, goats, yeah. Yeah, big billy goat, large as life, crossed my bridge. I mean, you hear stories. Stories? Yeah, about them knocking poor, innocent trolls, just doing their jobs, knocking them to their deaths. Well, yes, that does sound concerning, but you are, without wishing to cause offence, quite... um. Quite large. Well, I have always tended to have quite large bones, yes. You are 12 feet tall? 12 foot 2, yes. And weigh, what, 900 pounds? In, in that region, but I don't... So, how on earth would a goat move you? Well, I suppose it does sound ridiculous when you put it that way. That is the definition of a phobia, an irrational fear. If it was rational, well, it wouldn't be a phobia, would it? No, I suppose not. I think the best thing is to book you in for some exposure therapy. Show you a goat in a cage. Allow you to be in the same cage as a goat, etc, etc. Let me arrange a follow-up appointment. Next subject, Dalek Leon. Exterminator. Waste disposal. File section. New employee. Six days. Come in. Sit down. I cannot sit. 
I am nervous when I take tests. Uh, just please don't move. I have already had an IQ test this year. I don't think I've ever had one of these. Reaction time is a factor in this, so please pay attention. Now answer as quickly as you can. I obey. Cruiser 1187. That's the battleship. What? Where I live. Nice place. Is that part of the test? No, just warming you up, that's all. Oh, it's not fancy. It is a Dalek battleship. You're in a desert, walking along in the sand, when all of a sudden... Is this the test now? Yes, you're in a desert walking along in the sand when all of a sudden you look down. Which one? What? Which desert? It doesn't make any difference what desert. It's completely hypothetical. Why am I there? Maybe you're fed up with exterminating things. Maybe you want to be by yourself. Who knows? You look down and you see a tortoise, Leon. It's crawling towards you. What is a tortoise? Know what a turtle is? Of course. Same thing. I have never seen a turtle. But I understand what you mean. You reach down. You flip the tortoise over on its back, Leon. I would exterminate it. Do you make up these questions, Mr. Holden? Or do they write them down for you? The tortoise lays on its back. Because I exterminated it? No. It lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun. Because it has been exterminated? That's not how it works. By me? I exterminated it? Let me finish. The tortoise lays on its back, its belly baking in the hot sun, beating its legs, trying to turn itself over, but it can't. Not without your help. But you're not helping. Why would I help? I am a Dalek. I would exterminate it. What do you mean? I mean you're not helping. Why is that, Leon? They're just questions, Leon. In answer to your query, they're written down for me. It's a test designed to provoke an emotional response. Shall we continue? Describe in single words only the good things that come into your mind about your creator. My creator? Yeah. Let me tell you about my creator. Exterminate! Thank you for calling the Adventurous Support Line. This call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I haven't leveled in a while. I need some help. Oh, what level monsters are you fighting? Well, that's the thing. I never get a chance to fight any monsters. Interesting. Is your bard constantly seducing them out of fighting? No, no, he stopped doing that ages ago. They just run away screaming the second we show up and the quest rewards they're just not enough to level that's odd have you picked up any magic items recently any sort of eldritch artifacts or demonic armor no 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 nothing like that hmm added any new party members well yeah but why would that affect anything well it's possible that if you got a paladin a blackguard or a necromancer with a strong enough magical aura they're intimidating or frightening all your enemies away oh well, he's not any of those, though. Oh, well, well, who did you add to your party? Uh, well, his name is Dr. Victor von Wolfhaven Smythe, and... Yep, yep, I see the problem here. If you're adventuring with Dr. Wolfhaven Smythe, you really need to up your game. Forget those goblins and gnolls. Head for something bigger. I recommend a Tarrasque or one of the great old ones. What? There's no way you could possibly stand up. That's no, okay, it's okay. Just stand back, let the good doctor handle it. So as long as you're part of his party, you'll get your share of the XP. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. No problem. And thank you for calling the Adventurer's Helpline. Don't forget to complete the survey after the call. Greetings, Malak here, the star of, yes, yes, one of the stars of the Perturbed Dragon. You there, start playing. I suppose that will do. Oh, listen, poor fools, to the tale of my fight against small-minded jolts who rose against me one night. Against them I stood to defend my rights, and I fought to the end with all of my might. You must choose your side for the edition war. But make sure it's mine Or pain will be yours I'm telling you fools The new is supreme The old is the past It's just a bad dream Against you I stand As I forge my regime while your pitiful cries rage against the machine. The game that you choose is serious business. But make the wrong choice. There can be no forgiveness. You must choose your side in the edition war. But if it's not mine, then I'll give you what for. Don't count, your edition is lame. You must choose your side for the edition wars, but make sure it's mine, or pain will be yours. You must choose your side in the edition war, but if it's not mine, then I'll give you what for. You must choose your side. Wars, but make sure it's mine Or pain will 